0: THIS IS AN INTERACTIVE LIVE CAST, AND WE WELCOME YOUR QUESTIONS. TO ASK A QUESTION DURING THE LIVE CAST, USE THE COMMENT OR CHAT FEATURES. NOW GET READY TO DIVE INTO THIS WEEK'S TOPICS WITH OUR HOSTS ON LOCATION IN COLORADO, U.S.A.
1: HELLO AND WELCOME TO OUR MONDAY NIGHT TRUTH AND LIBERTY LIVE CAST. I'M ANDREW WOMACK. I'M HERE WITH RICHARD HARRIS. HE'S OUR CHIEF COUNSEL FOR TRUTH AND LIBERTY. AND TONIGHT OUR GUEST IS CHAD CONNOLLY. He's been with us before. We'll give him a better introduction later. But I tell you, Chad is a blessing. And this guy is, is positive. I think I'm positive, but he makes me look a little negative. <laughs> no. he's, he's just a positive, positive guy. And he's got some great news to share with you. And I believe that tonight is really going to be encouraging. But we want to give you an opportunity to participate. Also, there's a lot of good things on our website. So anyway, mm-hmm. Richard is going to give you all of those details.
0: All right, well, thank you, Andrew. And it's great to have Chad with us, of course. And thank you to all of you for watching tonight. Hey, I just wanted to say uh, that if you're watching on YouTube, we sure encourage you to get off of there and get onto our website directly so that you won't be censored. YouTube doesn't like us here at Truth and Liberty and they like to uh, cancel a lot of our stuff. So get off of there and go to truthandliberty.net and watch straight on our website. You'll have a better viewing experience if you do that. And speaking of our website, Andrew mentioned, we've got a lot of resources on there. I wanted to highlight a couple of the new ones that we put up there the latest is a blog that uh, I did last week on Colorado now has the most aggressive pro-abortion law in North America. It's absolutely atrocious. And uh, so we got a blog on there uh, highlighting that and encourage you guys to read that and start uh, sounding the alarm on that thing. Uh, You know, the the fight for abortion is nowhere over. Uh, If we, even if we win in the Supreme Court this summer, uh, then it's going back to the states. And a lot of states like Colorado, California, New York and other liberal strongholds, we've got to gear up and keep fighting there. So check out that blog. Hey, uh, voter guides are out from iVoterGuide in a lot of states for school board elections right now, including Florida, Arizona, Michigan, North Carolina, Texas, and Virginia. So be sure to go to the link on our site for that. And then uh, wanted to mention a a breaking news. You're not hearing a lot about it because the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it. But right here in Colorado in Mesa County, the third forensic report has come out on the Mesa County Dominion voting machine hard drive. And that report is super important. It's showing that there was tampering. This is conclusive evidence. There was tampering with the election on that machine. So you can get that uh, report on our website. You can also find a blog about it on our website and share that information far and wide. Coming up here at the ministry, we've got some exciting events uh, around the corner. Our, well, around the corner, a couple months away. We just finished King David. Uh, and yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, some other events. Uh, uh, but coming up this summer is the Summer Family Bible Conference. You. Don't want to miss that. It's an awesome time. You bring your whole family out. You'll get recharged in the Word of God, in worship, and fellowship with other believers. And then the In God We Trust performance is July 3rd through the 4th. So that's Fourth of July. And uh, it'll—I tell you, this show. You guys have heard me say this, but it'll make you. It'll remind you why you're proud to be an American. I promise you that. It'll get you to your feet and probably make you cry. It's powerful. Um, listen, if you're not a subscriber here on Truth and Liberty, I want to encourage you to do that. Just go on our website to the subscribe button in the upper right-hand corner and click that. And when you do, you'll be signing up and you'll begin to receive this information that we send out to help you get equipped to stand for truth in the public square. And when you subscribe, we'll send you a free gift in the mail. Uh, Well, we'll, you'll be eligible to receive it actually. Last week uh, in one, one of Andrew's products, Grace Evans, you won financial stewardship. One of my favorite of Andrew's series. I love that series. And then this week we're giving away Staying Full of God. This is Andrew's book signed by Andrew. Andrew. This is based out of what, Romans chapter 1? Verse 21. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you wonder, well, I don't feel like God's close to me or I'm close to God. And you go up and down like a yo-yo, get this book, and you'll figure out how to stop that and how to stay close to God in your soul realm, not just in your spirit.
1: If you feel like God moved or God isn't close, guess who
0: moved? That's it. It's not God. He's with you. It's you. So, you can fix you. Amen. Uh, also, if you're not a member of Truth and Liberty, you can become one, and that's the folks that are supporting us financially. We do what we do because of your generosity. And you can go on our donate page on our website, sign up to be a member today, and you'll get a free gift in the mail. It's Andrew, uh, excuse me, Alex McFarland's book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late, a great book. And uh, all you have to do is sign up to make a recurring contribution of $5 or more per month. And uh, that's a non-tax deductible because we are a 501c4 not a C3. Last thing tonight is if you need someone to agree with you in prayer, Andrew has a huge room full of spirit-filled Word of God trained uh, prayer ministers who are standing by to receive your call. And I'm telling you, miracles come out of that place, multiple miracles every single day. So call in today, 719-635-1111, and let God uh, touch you through one of those phone ministers. Is that it? That's it.
1: All right, so we've got Chad Connolly with us. He's been with us before and uh, he has spoken at the National uh, Association of Christian Lawmakers. I'm on the honorary uh, board of directors there and I tell you he's just a powerful communicator. Uh, there's a whole list here. I'm not real good at these introductions, but he's a graduate of Clemson, an armor officer in the US Army, ran a multimillion dollar business, S- South Carolina GOP chairman. HE'S APPEARED ON EVERY NATIONAL TELEVISION NETWORK. Uh, HE'S SPOKEN IN 43 STATES TO OVER 85,000 PASTORS. THAT'S QUITE AN ACCOMPLISHMENT RIGHT THERE. HE WROTE A BOOK, FREEDOM TIDE. IT SOLD 60,000 COPIES. AND uh, HE STARTED A 501C3 FAITH WINS JUST TO MAKE A DIFFERENCE. AND SO, CHAD, WE'RE GLAD TO HAVE YOU BACK WITH US. THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR TAKING TIME. HE HAD TO BALANCE THE GOVERNOR. Meeting with the governor today, but he said he wasn't gonna uh, turn down this opportunity for the governor. So we are That's really awesome. privileged to have you with us.
2: Are you kidding me? You guys are heroes, both of y'all—just brothers in the Lord and brothers in the fight. And I'm so honored to be on y'all's show. And um, I can't can't tell you how many people tell me they watch you all the time. I just left a guy at this governor's drop-in. He said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm gonna be on Truth and Liberty tonight." He said, "I'll be watching." <laughs> We're on right now, so um, but yeah, our governor—he's done a great job. He never shut our state down, and uh, when he wants to come to our little town, I sure want to help. You know, whatever we got to do to make sure people get to meet him, he's been—he's been a stalwart and he's a believer, and just love and respect him. And boy, I wish—I wish a lot more states had a governor like that. You know.
1: Well, Chad, we gave a little brief history of some of the things you've done, but how did you transition from? just being born again and loving God and getting to where you're taking a stand and making a difference in our nation. How did, how did that happen? You know,
2: um, I, I don't remember a time I wasn't in church, and I tell people I, I grew up with a drug problem. My daddy drove me to church and drove me to youth group. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, really it was the 1990s. I met my um, college sweetheart, and we got married, and I started reading biblical worldview books. Y'all know David Noble yeah. from Summit Ministries yeah. down the road. Mm-hmm. When I read that big, thick Understanding the Times, it slapped me upside the head. And then I read Tim LaHaye's Mind Siege. Um, I read a lot of books that made me realize I was guilty of compartmentalizing my faith. I had bought into the the media and the leftist, leftist lie. Ooh, you Christians shouldn't be involved in politics. And so... I realized that's just a lie right out of the pit of hell. I mean, how do we satisfy Matthew 5 to be salt and light and not be in things that are uncomfortable or inconvenient? And so the more I read, the more I thought I got to get involved. And my wife and I at the time got involved and knocked doors, waved signs, made phone calls. And, and I started speaking on these issues that I think are just, they're, they're biblical issues. They're not, they're not political. Life is not political. It's spiritual, traditional marriage. The identity crisis that some of you are going through, those are those are not political issues. Now, they've been politicized. Israel's mm-hmm. been politicized, but mm-hmm. it's a spiritual issue. And let's face it, God didn't relieve us of our responsibility to be salt and light because the left says, don't do it. You know, it, it's amazing to me how many believers have allowed people who hate our Lord to tell them how to behave in the public yeah. arena. That just mm. stuns me.
1: YOU KNOW, I WAS MAKING TELEVISION PROGRAMS TODAY ABOUT LESSONS FROM ELIJAH, AND IN First KINGS CHAPTER 18, AHAB met ELIJAH, AND HE SAYS, OH, THOU THAT troub- TROUBLEST ISRAEL. AND ELIJAH SAID, I'M NOT THE ONE TROUBLING ISRAEL. YOU AND YOUR UNGODLY PRACTICES HAVE DONE IT. Mm. AND PEOPLE ARE BLAMING CHRISTIANS BECAUSE YOU'RE CAUSING DIVISION, BUT IT'S NOT US. IT'S ALL OF THE LIBERALS AND THE UNGODLINESS THAT HAS BEEN cramming down our throat. And because we're standing up and saying, no, they're blaming us for the division, but they're the ones that caused it with all of their woke policies. That's right.
2: Amen. Amen. And it didn't take a, a much honesty in reading true history to realize how far whacked out this stuff is. And, you know, we wouldn't have been having these conversations five or 10 years ago, yeah. letting a boy wrestle against or swim against or, you know, uh, run against a girl. That would be thought insane. Yeah. And now we're having supposedly intelligent conversations about this stuff. And I think it's our fault, though, y'all. And that's why I love your show. I love what y'all are doing. I love what you're doing in the college and trying to educate people. This is Christian responsibility. You know, I I love to tell people, going to a good church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in a garage makes you a good car. That's right. You know, we gotta accept Jesus in the heart. And it's an individual, personal responsibility to believe that a man named Jesus hung on a tree for me and for you to take away the sins of the world. That is an individual responsibility. My church, my pastor, they can't get me to heaven. And so if we're upset about America, how think of what, how great this country is. Even the people that hate us won't leave. That's remarkable, right? <laughs> that's, that's and, and it's our responsibility to go back and reclaim that ground that is God's.
1: Yeah, we don't have to build a wall to keep people in. We're building a wall to keep them out because even the ungodly are wanting to come here. It's the best yeah. thing
0: all around. That's right.
1: But, you know, I think God just used
2: all that, y'all. Um, you know, I ran for state party chairman. I didn't I didn't see that coming. That was a God thing. I told my testimony on the show last time. I, my first wife committed suicide in July of '06, and God brought a lady in my life, Dana, who was also widowed by suicide. And... She had two little girls, I had two little boys, and we put a new family together, and God just kept calling me back into the political realm, and when I ran for state party chairman, I had the opportunity to do all that TV, and on one of those shows, in fact, it was an MSNBC show that I'm not promoting, by the way, for everybody watching, (laughs) but a guy named Reince Priebus saw me, and I was beating up the party, basically, for leaving out the faith vote. You know, hey, the left doesn't do this, why do we leave out our base? And so he created that position, and I ran GOP Faith from 13 to 17. Then I started Faith Twins,
1: when I left the RNC in 17. So tell us about your book, um, Freedom Tide. What is that yeah, about? I, you know,
2: I started speaking in the late 90s, and then I wrote the first book. I'm going to do another one, and I, I think Dane and I are going to write our story about this two suicides and God. You, and restoring that's, a family.
1: that's an awesome testimony, and most people would just be totally devastated and never recover, and yet man you've just gone on and gone on to bigger and better things
2: god i mean but god right i mean the lord i i just i can't tell you uh how god worked in that we we walk Mm -hmm. by faith and not by sight but i got to watch god work it it's i'm stunned every time i think about it it brings me to tears every time i think about it you know dana and i've been married 14 and a half years the kids are awesome you know losing dad and mom that's tough and Um, All four of our kids lost a parent to suicide, and ultimately that's kind of betrayal. So we're we're going to write that. But, you know, I I never dreamed of writing. I tell people I went to Clemson. I don't know any big words. And (laughs) I I did a talk, um, and the talk was called Politically Incorrect. And I had a mentor named Charlie Tremendous Jones. Y'all may remember Charlie Jones. Uh, Thank you for your smile, guy. He wrote one book called Life is Tremendous, and it was his testimony of accepting Christ as his savior and it sold 5 million copies and Charlie mentored me. And Charlie, uh, I said, Charlie, I feel like the Lord wants me to write a book. I don't know how to write a book. He said, well, have your wife take out all your South Carolina slang and put it into something people can read and have her type out one of your talk. And and that became Freedom Tide. I was driving back from a meeting one night and I was praying, Lord, I don't know how to title a book. What am I gonna do? And uh, I was listening to a Reagan talk that he gave to the Board of Governors when he was president in 1983. And he said, I've often said the tide of the future is a freedom tide. And, of course, he tied it into the freedom in Christ is the only true liberty, right? He said if it's a freedom tide, it's also a peace tide because the greatest guarantee of peace is nationally elected officials and democratically controlled governments by the people, of the people. And I thought, I like that, freedom tide. And that that became the name of the book and so uh joyce meyer picked it up and promoted it and i spoke in literally hundreds of churches um and I, I think it was just god preparing me y'all uh to talk in front of groups and to catch all the as y'all know you get just about every question you can imagine when you st- stand in front of people and you just open yourself up and the good in the bad and um i just i love america I I can't believe God let me be born here. Was it like one in 17,000 chance in his providence? I landed right here. I've I've traveled to nine uh, other nations, and I come back and want to kiss the dirt because Mm -hmm. I recognize our dirt's no better. Our people are no better. uh, But God's ordained us and put us into a place that gave this thing uh, called freedom that said rights come from God, and the, the rights are inalienable. That means man can't change these and that's remarkable to me it's stunning and if you think about it what jesus did for us we can't mimic we can't duplicate we can never do it like he no way that take away the sins of the world the closest thing is the price people have paid for freedom and you know i didn't when i was in the army i didn't have to get shot at uh, thankfully I got buddies that didn't come back, you know, and, and went to, to war. And it, it's so humbling because I didn't ever get in my tank. I didn't think about it. I thought about it a lot, how many young men and women, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, didn't get to have the kind of life I had. And yeah. it, that's amazing that people will go fight and die for an idea like freedom. And uh, it's just that's stunning to me. And I, I think God just used that to make me say, how do you keep it? And freedom's not free. Uh, it's it's worthy of the fight and you know we're not we're not um behind the what two and a half inches of metal on that higgins boat when it drops down drop down at d-day and those young men knew And that when that door opens that <laughs> doesn't look good for me yeah. and and they were there and uh we didn't have to march in trenton on christmas night All we need to do is vote our values, and we need to
1: get informed
2: and tell others.
1: So how do you maintain that optimism, Chad, with all of our woke history and the 1619 Project and how evil America is? How do you deal with that?
2: You know, I get to be around the greatest people in America every day, pastors. I get to be around people like Richard Harris and Andrew Lomick. I mean, they don't get no better. I'm around the greatest (laughs) encouragers. I'm around small pastors, large large congregational pastors, and and they're like like me and you. They need encouragement. They're beaten up. They're told it can't work, and you're you know, you, you you're just spitting in the wind, as Franklin would have said. Benjamin Franklin would have said. I, I think God just put me in this spot. I'm just humbled. I pinch myself. You know, Esther said, or Mordecai told Esther, "Who knows? But you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this." Amen. And we would love to be like this right we would love to be floating and that that's not where we are we're we're in a fight and it is it is honoring that god picked you guys and me to be right here right now and everybody watching god selected this time for us to be right here and i I, every day my prayers what do you got god what do you got for me how do i impact this world for you how do i grow the kingdom here how do i impact the kingdom on earth he doesn't need me and you. He doesn't need America. But he's always looking for somebody who says, Here here am I. Amen.
1: Amen. Man, I love it. So let me ask you, how do you feel? Are you encouraged with the things that you're seeing in America? Are we moving in the right direction? What's happening?
2: Man, I am so encouraged, y'all. I, I, I could tell you stories all day, but last week I was in New Jersey. And I got to tell you this story. So there's a new governor in Virginia, which I ought to talk to about, who's been telling people about what we did. Now, we didn't promote, we didn't endorse, we didn't tell people how to vote party or nothing, but we had 312 churches that registered 77,000 new people who would never voted before in Virginia, and the new governor won by 66,000. And so I go to New Jersey because a donor up there had talked to the new governor. So long story made short, I'm I'm in New Jersey. So I've been up there four times now. And last week I met with a group of uh, Catholic priests and Methodist pastors, more moderate, obviously. I left there and I went to a meeting of 18 rabbis, Jewish rabbis in Lakewood, New Jersey. And I met a rabbi who, who admitted to me they would have voted more democratically. But during the pandemic, he refused to close his synagogue down. The police were sent to him. He was arrested. They pulled him down. He's a y'all, he's a priest in the Levitical order. This guy's a judge in their hierarchy. They pulled him down by his beard. And another rabbi showed me the video he took of the police officer saying, dirty words, you dirty Jews. Wow. And they're, they're going to vote conservative. There were 18 mm-hmm. rabbis in the room and probably... I don't know, 20 or so other Jewish leaders. And I, so I was in New Jersey. I was in Ohio a couple of weeks ago, met at Dr. David Gibbs. He runs Christian Law Association. We had like 38 or 40 pastors signed up. 62 showed up for an a, a 11.30 a.m. luncheon. That I'm telling you, I could have been there four hours. They were so fired up. What do we got to do? How do we do this? And, you know, I ask my whole thing at Faith Wins is, I don't want you to storm the beach at D-Day. You ain't got to walk to trenton with no shoes on christmas night in 1776 but but can you register 100 of the people in your church and can you teach them to vote biblical values that's the two asks and if they say that's political i, I just tell them it's not political at all it's that's spiritual right. Right. we have been so lied to y'all and i think one of the encouraging things for me is Getting around other pastors, you find they need encouragement. And y'all know everything's about leadership, right? It's just somebody's got to emerge to be that one guy. I mean, I, I just reread uh, Newt Gingrich's book on uh, the American Revolution, and he told that story of Christmas night. I, I just on my mind. George Washington was told by his generals, uh, General, we gave it a good try. It, just close it up, but it, it just didn't work. It's Christmas night. They they are they're, they're out of men. They got ten thousand, only twenty five hundred can even muster to fight. They ain't got shoes, they don't have muskets, and they're gonna end their uh enlistments on January 1st. And Washington tells his brain trust, no, no, we're going to attack. They're mm-hmm. like, excuse me? With what, General? And he said, and the password is victory or death. And post none but Americans tonight. Mm-hmm. Now they're all Americans, but he's I want to yeah. post the committed ones. Yeah. I want the committed ones. And they went across the Delaware. They hiked like seven or eight miles in snow. You can follow their bloody tracks. Not a single American dies. They take over the Hessians. They're drunk and partying at Christmas. And not only do the enlistments grow, they go to 30,000, they get a renewal. I think God's encouraging us. And, yeah, I'm encouraged, man. I'm, I've, been in, I've been in 11 states so far this year. I've been in 23 now in the last 18 months since the middle of the whole Wuhan thing. And everywhere I go, I'm telling you, people are just looking for leadership. Somebody encourage them. They're standing up saying, what do we do? Here, here I am.
1: Well, you're not only encouraged, but you're encouraging other people. It's
0: contagious. That's awesome. Amen. Uh Really
1: good. So uh, tell us about Faith Wins. This is an organization that you started. What is Faith Wins?
2: So, uh, you know, I was at the RNC and running pastor outreach. I'd, I'd done that informally as a state party chairman and even before that. And I thought, hey, we're on to something. And I didn't want to work in the White House. I think I'm one of the only senior staffers that didn't go work in the Trump White House. And I'm a, I'm a small town guy. I live in a town of, like I tell people, four or five hundred counting the animals. And um, I, my dream when I get to a city is to get out. And so <laughs> I didn't want to come to D.C. And I, so the Lord just he used Dr. Gibbs that I mentioned to you, the Christian attorney. He said Chad, you should do this in your own 501C3. And he said, you can raise the money, you you know, some donors, just go on faith, God will provide. And so when I left the RNC, I I just, I had a meeting of the minds with the new chair and, and, you know, the, the goals are not the same, right? And I wanted to talk to evangelicals and I thought we had proven it. You know, we flipped nine Senate seats in 2014. Hadn't been done since Reconstruction, and then 81% of evangelicals went for Trump. We never, and we only told them to vote biblical values. We didn't push Trump or the party. Mm-hmm. And so I knew we were on to something, and I was driving one night praying, and, and this whole love wins thing came out, right? Love wins, love wins. I'm, oh, no, 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 no. You love your puppy dog, you know? You're committed to your wife, and you're committed to your kids, you're committed to your country, but faith is what wins, and so I faked wins. And uh, Dr. Gibbs started my C3 and I started calling donors and you guys believe in me and thought, I'm gonna raise my own money and get this thing done. And so we travel the country. Um, I contract with bivocational pastors and I teach them, go reach pastors. Pastors reaching pastors is way more powerful than me. And can you tell them the story? Why'd you get involved? You know, I, I, I let my pastor buddy in Atlanta pastor Billy Ingram. He said, Chad, until I saw you talk, I was a two-thirds pastor. God created three institutions, the family, the church, and the state. I focused on the first two. I'm going to be a three-thirds pastor now. Pentecostal pastor buddy of mine, Bishop Jack Cunningham in Chesapeake, Virginia. I did a meeting for 45 or 50 pastors in Richmond. He came up. He said, I'm not Catholic, but I got to confess, I have been. I have missed <laughs> out on this. Nobody's described this like you. I'm doing voter registration next Sunday. The guy has 900 in his church. He registered 144 the first Sunday, 121 the next Sunday. I I I just can tell you these stories uh, from all over the country, all over the place where people just come alive. We can do this. We can
1: do this. Well, you mentioned before we went on the air about some of the uh, stories about the people that went to Virginia and they found all of these bogus registrations. Tell how that all came to pass. I got to tell you that. So in January of
2: 2021, we had our first pastor meeting in Virginia. There were 21 pastors. And I, they said, you know, do you think we can stop this nonsense in Virginia? I said, I believe we can if the church turns out. What do we got to do? And so we did a bunch of small pastor meetings. I ended up having seven pastors run around the state. I told them, I want, I'll fund breakfast, coffees, Chick-fil-A, biscuits. Uh, I, we avoid dinners. They're expensive. I want you to invite the pastors that need to hear the story of why you got involved. When you get a big group, I'll come back. I don't know how many times I went to Virginia. We did a couple hundred meetings, all told. And so after a while, they started getting involved. They got involved in the convention, helped nominate the campaigns. They never endorsed, never told people who to vote for. But I said, our goal is to have 250 churches to do voter registration and maximize the church vote. So actually 312 churches registered 77,000 new voters. But out of that, people kept saying, what do we do now? I said, well, let's go to the election commission. People are worried about voter integrity. They're worried about polling. Let's go become poll watchers. And so we had David Barton, as y'all know, uh, he had a uh, lost his voice. So he had to show his video and have his son, Tim, come. We did seven meetings in three days across the state of Virginia. We recruited over 1300 people to be poll watchers and we trained them. In Virginia, they don't have election day. They got election 45 days. So we trained pastors to get Sunday school classes to go to their county election commission. It was beautiful, y'all. So uh, one, one of the things that really took off was a pastor in near Richmond goes into an election commission. He said, what do I do? I said, tell them you're here to pray with them, here to pray for them, and what can I do to help? Well, there was a sign on the wall saying, now hiring to count votes during the uh, early election, uh, seasonal workers. So the pastor, Pastor Tom said, what are seasonal workers to the lady who's running it? She said, well, you know, they pick fruit in the summer and fall, and they're available. He said, what? Are they Are they Americans? And the lady said, well, some of them. He nice. said, can I bring my church? That's how it started, y'all. Wow. And so then we started asking for the newly registered people on, at every Friday. And, and the guy said, what are we looking for? I said, I don't know, but you'll know it when you see it. So we're going through the list and found that 27 people with the same name registered. So I told him, that's unusual, so let's put that down. Another place, 17, uh, from the, from the uh, not the same name, but the same address, registered. So the pastor called, said, what do you make of that? I said, it must be a big house. I said, but I want you to go by there. So he had a team of people from the church. They went there. It was a field. Wow. So out of that, we started creating kill lists. And out of the ones we looked at, we ended up killing 5.2% of the vote just by having eyeballs on it. So I'll give you here's where elections matter and Christians to tell you elections don't matter don't they're talking about two years ago the then governor of Virginia was a guy named Northam. y'all he stood up and led the cheers when the legislature voted and passed a law that a baby they already tr- think through this the baby they've already tried to abort that survived they were going to let it die and I think the words were comfortable. So the, the legislature gate, not all of them, but the governor and the legislature had a standing ovation. That's wicked. I that's that's wicked. I, I don't. Hey, this year, a guy named Yunkin, on his inaugural day, grabs his wife's hand. His attorney general's hand, who's a believer, friend of mine named Jason Yarez, who grabs Jason grabs his wife's hand. His wife grabs his lieutenant governor's hand, Winsome Sears. She grabs her husband's hand. All believers. Two years later. THE NEW GOVERNOR PRAYS IN JESUS' NAME ON THE STATE HOUSE STEPS DURING THE inauguration. PRAISE THE LORD.
0: YEAH. THAT'S That's AWESOME.
2: awesome. YOU TELL ME me ELECTIONS DON'T MATTER. WE NEVER TOLD PEOPLE TO VOTE FOR, BUT WE TURNED OUT THE CHRISTIAN vote.
0: CHAD, A LOT OF PEOPLE uh, ASK US ALL THE TIME, WELL, WHAT'S THE POINT OF VOTING BECAUSE THE SYSTEM'S RIGGED, IT'S NOT GOING TO WORK ANYWAY? WHAT'S YOUR RESPONSE TO THAT? EVEN IF WE HAVE SOME KIND OF SHENANIGANS GOING ON IN THE SYSTEM, IS IT STILL IMPORTANT FOR PEOPLE TO VOTE?
2: man don't ever think the the answer's never quit the answer the answer's never to give up and quit we never give up we never quit we're to press on we know what paul tells us we're to press on and we got to forget those things we can't fix some of that stuff in the past and but i tell you what we can do we can work toward fixing the future we're americans we've been endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights life liberty and pursuit of happiness but we are the guardians of that freedom and if we're not willing to step up into the fray and be the guardians of the freedom uh, we're not we're not very worthy like uh, the scripture says being salt and light uh how can we salt and light and that scripture tells us if we're not we are good for no- nothing to be thrown in the street and trodden under the feet of men i don't know about y'all but being told by the father you're good for nothing it's not a good idea so yes it's frustrating but quitting is never the answer what we need to do is redouble our efforts and figure out how to get normal god-fearing flag-waving tax-paying bible-toting christians involved in the process and stop escaping these different areas of influence we need to go back and influence them
0: You know, just following up on that, I had some meetings last week with some experts who were looking at a Dominion voting machine system and uh, the, the third forensic report that came out of Mesa County. And the phrase came up of beat the cheat is what they're saying and flood the fraud. In other words, their, their manipulation is based on some algorithms and stuff like that that calculate the margin that they're going to need based on polling and other stuff like that. And, and I think that the church and, and conservatives everywhere just need to rise up in record numbers and overwhelm that so we can take back control. What do you think about that?
2: And, you know, when you get people involved, and we saw this in Virginia, it was the only game in town, and we saw pastors who just, they took over. They said, this wasn't as big a deal as I thought. You know, let's go get our people involved at the election commission. Let's provide eyeballs on these early votes. When these states separated envelopes from internal voting, you got a problem. When there aren't poll watchers from both sides that are there watching things and making sure the numbers add up, you got a problem. This is America. We can't let that stuff happen. There's a determined left, and they believe that the means to an end, it it doesn't matter. You know, that the the ends justifies the means. And if they're willing to do anything, then it is our responsibility to step up and do our part to guard that freedom and make sure we don't lose it. We've been given a great responsibility. And when we escape and we quit, when we say, oh, it's just all too corrupt, um, this, this rests on our shoulders then.
1: So do you have anything on your website that would empower people, either motivate them or give them practical steps about how you did this and how to get pastors to start taking this initiative? What do you have? Tell them what they got.
2: Yeah, if you go to faithwins.us, just F-A-I-T-H-W-I-N-S, faithwins.us. We we actually took the top questions I've gotten from around the country, and we put up short, three to five minute videos on just about everything. In fact, if you have somebody come up with something we ain't hit, we haven't hit yet, let me know. <laughs> we'll do one. But we've we've done the top five objections to a church being involved. How do I do voter registration? How do I become a poll watcher? We've done virtually everything that we could think of that try to give people practical steps. The other thing I'll tell you, and I know you guys have helped us promote David Barton coming to the States. I think we're going to have David in about I think we're going to get 16 or 17 states based on my funding, and I'm I'll be able to know that number really soon. You know, David's fired up by what we're doing. He he did 12 states in 43 cities with me last fall between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. We had 14,007 people, and that's where we did some of those videos. We we tried to get and gather what people are saying and experiencing, and then pro- provide them uh, a- easy, accurate. Step by step tools to use and actually apply in their states. But when we put out those dates, y'all, please help us promote them because we just want people to come and we will give you that. All our meetings are free. We'll give you that information to get you involved. We'll slot you in a county, a precinct, and we'll get you up to speed right away.
1: So they can get all this information at faithwinds.us. Uh, they can get your book at faithwinds.us. And they can how get about. And how about money? Do you need any money? Could people give and oh, contribute it? Faith wins.
2: It would be a big deal. Yes, sir. We're still raising money. We're trying to replicate what we did in Virginia. We're going to try to do it in 16 states. So absolutely, we're raising money. I'm, I work on donors every
1: single day. And so how do you fund this? I mean, how how much funding do you need? You're getting volunteers from church, but I guess you're bringing in all of the travel expense, all of the food that you're providing. What are your expenses
2: yeah, our goal this year is to raise $3 million. And um, and basically, most of that goes toward having someone, like I said, in Virginia, we had seven people that were running around the state and doing small meetings with pastors. Most of them are bivocational pastors. And I have not had to pick out anybody. Uh, God just provided. He just, people emerged. Pastors said, hey, I want to get involved. How do I do this? We had a meeting in Dallas at David Barton's museum and Limbeck's museum a couple yeah. weeks ago. We had our 18 uh, core pastors from, uh, or excuse me, the 35 core pastors from the 18 top states we think we'll be in. But our goal is to raise enough money to put pastors on the ground, talking to other pastors, doing small meetings that lead to big meetings.
1: And that's awesome. You know, we're doing a lot of this right here in Colorado. We've been holding. Meetings. How many meetings have you done here lately? Uh,
0: we've done five so far. We've That's, got two more right you know, around the corner.
1: And how's the response
0: going from It's It's amazing. Uh, we've had over 100 at every meeting. And uh, these folks are fired up. It's like, it's like giving a thirsty man a drink of cold water. They just love it. It's awesome.
1: You know, I think that the left has become so radicalized and so out of the closet that it has woke up the body of Christ. And I think we're going to have a great uh, backlash this year in the, in yeah. the midterm elections. Amen
2: said it right, Brother Andrew, is people are waking up. I mean, like I said, people love floating downstream and just, you know, kind of static and stoic and easy. That's just not the way it is. We're 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 in a battle. We know there's a spiritual war going on, and I think it's time for God's people to stand up and do their part.
1: I don't know if I told you, Chad, but I on March the 5th of 2021, I was in Oklahoma City, and it's a long story, but the Lord spoke to me and said, we are that people in that place were going to be telling the youth of their generation what it was like to be a part of the Third Great Awakening. And I said, you you mean we're going to have a Great Awakening? And he says, no, it's already here. It has begun. And I really believe that it's happening. We aren't going to hear about it on the Ten Spies Network, but Mm -hmm. it's happening. And I think that we will see the results of it this year.
2: I think you're right and uh david barton and i've talked a little bit about this too and bob McEwen, our other buddy i yep. know y'all know bob uh, we've been in a lot of states and there there is something going on god's moving people are coming out of the woodwork you know we saw it a lot in virginia a lot of those mamas and daddies those school board meetings they were not believers y'all and we didn't i don't think a single pastor was the person speaking at a school board meeting we tried to put church members behind them to encourage them and just be you know, have some numbers to encourage them. But you can't believe how many of those folks have come to our churches now and they're getting to know the Lord and learning and getting saved. And it's been remarkable watching this because people are coming out of the woodwork as they come awake.
1: You know, during my lifetime, the body of Christ basically has had the superheroes like Billy Graham or somebody who's out there fighting the battle and you just contribute money towards it and get their magazine. But we're to a place now where we've got to have every member of the body of Christ standing up and doing their part. And that's actually much, much, much more effective. Not everybody's going to watch me on television, but if the people that watch me on television all got involved and did their part, man, that would touch every part of this nation. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Oh, my pastors, our theme in our Dallas retreat was duplication. We, we got to duplicate what we did in Virginia. We have to duplicate every nook and cranny. You know, and I think people got to have real conversations with their pastors. When Dave and I were out there and we went up to that church in Boulder, I don't think you were there, Richard. That day we were with you down at um, um, Colorado Springs. But uh, that's what we, we talked about with them was just normal folks saying, I got to do my part and saying I wore my little I voted sticker is not good enough anymore. We, we have got to get everybody and every nook and cranny involved to go and tell the truth. 100% registration in your church, 100% unvoted biblical values. That's it.
0: Chad, let's say somebody's watching tonight and they, uh, first off, how do they know uh, what states you're in? How, do, how can they get, uh, you know, plugged into what you're doing exactly? But then what about those who aren't? One of those 16 states can can you help those folks out?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's like I said, I got involved in New Jersey that way is somebody reached out and we we ended up building a program up there. We're funding it. I found funders in New Jersey, so that wasn't on my list. Honestly, New Jersey wasn't on my list of where i thought we would be we're going to be in um you know basically those battleground states there's senate races there's uh congressional races we want to have a christian presence our faith wins line in our irs statement is we want to maximize christian voices and influence at every level of the public arena so if they just email me they go to that website they can email me I promise you I've got a pastor in that state I can connect them to and every meeting starts with a little meeting right let's have coffee let's have breakfast let's have a lunch and then the next question who do you know that needs to hear this story to get involved and it just grows from there I've been I've been stunned at the response just like you said to your meetings Richard across Colorado we've been quite remarkably surprised and excited about the response.
1: Let me ask you this. Uh, I know that there's criticism and persecution. The left is merciless. Have you seen, uh, have you been able to confront that? And are you seeing this pushed back? Are they backing down any? Or are they getting more vicious, more violent? What's happening?
2: I think the thing we've seen is pastors who would have avoided this stuff in the past are now being emboldened by how bad the left is. That's one level. Uh, I have not been confronted by anybody from the left. We've had some media people show up and take quotes out of context. The New York Times did a hit piece on me and David Barton and one of our Virginia pastors. We take that as a badge of honor. You know, if they don't even have the honor and integrity come and interview us and have a conversation and then to put quotes out of context, That tells our people all they need to know. It's a shame that the media has given up on truth, but they have Um, by and large, a big part of the corporate media is involved in this misinformation and disinformation campaign. That's just it's amazing. You never thought you'd see it in America. you, You wish they had an appreciation for what made the country great so it could continue. But the truth is a lot of them just, they believe in a Marxist utopia that doesn't exist and has never existed anywhere. Um, but I, I'm encouraged because the people come out of the woodwork are, are way better than the ones who give us pushback and the ones who give us pushback if they won't even have a conversation and civil discourse, we, we don't spend much time with them. Yeah I'd love to but they they don't they don't want to have a conversation.
1: Well they've taken some of my statements and just twisted them to where it you know they are saying people are afraid to send their kids to school because we're doing so many, <sighs> many terrible things and I mean, it is out and out lies, and the, and it's a shame. But people mm-hmm. buy into that, and uh, I'm having uh, a debate right now about what do we do about it. Because in a sense, I want to just ignore it and keep on going on. But it's having a consequence, and if we don't put out the truth, who is going to put out the truth? So I don't know. I well, remember that old quote: "Um,
2: in the '70s, you can't fight a battle against somebody who buys their ink by the barrel," and the <laughs> me- it was about the. <laughs> And the the media Uh, has this pulpit where they get to define the narrative. Yeah, I, I'm, I really think one thing y'all and, and all of our organizations ought to do. We've got to teach our people to be more discerning. Mm-hmm. You know, stop watching this corporate media that's so intent on lying. Like yeah. you said, they'll take stuff out of context like that. They totally want to hurt you. And it's just the devil, right? He's He wants to destroy mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. He wants to destroy your ministry. He wants to destroy your marriage, your children, your life, this country. Um, I think Bob McEwen said some 80-something cents. Of every missionary dollar comes from this four percent of the world's population america mm-hmm. he wants to take us down um and you're right you you got to eventually respond and you at least got to sell people and tell tell the people who are listening why they got to push back and tell the truth and then we expand out from there but i i hate it i'm i hate the media line i, I hate it i'd love to debate them i like a good debate and I, I tell them, if you're going to debate me, you better bring lunch because I know what I'm talking about.
1: But at least I have a conversation. <laughs> you'll eat their lunch and, huh? pop, the and pop the bag. That's, That's awesome. Great.
0: Have we got some questions here? Yeah, you know, We do. We do. We've got some here. Here's uh, one from uh, uh, Agnes on chat. And she asks, is anything like this happening in Canada? you have any reports out of Canada of the church mobilizing up there.
2: Yeah, I have been in contact with some Canadian pastors, actually, and um, they've stayed under the radar. I've got some pastors in some northern states that border Canada that are helping support them. Um, they're, they've got it tough, y'all. Um, if the Canadian government can freeze assets from a, a donation platform like GoFundMe and can take away your money and steal it, they, they're, Canada's gone. So they're having to almost be underground now and uh, fight back little by little. I think the truckers made a big impact up there, clearly. But I believe, without saying too much, that there are a lot of American people and pastors who are supporting them. And look, this is all going to come around. My prayer is evil gets revealed and exposed and truth gets told. I say it every day. AND I THINK WE'VE GOT TO KEEP SAYING THAT AROUND THE COUNTRY, BUT THIS TOTALITARIANISM IS RUNNING RAMPANT BECAUSE THEY LIKE THEIR LITTLE CONTROL, BUT BE ENCOURAGED. THERE'S SOME GOOD THINGS GOING ON IN Canada, FROM WHAT I'M
1: TOLD. AND, YOU KNOW, THAT POLISH PASTOR WHO'S UP THERE WHO'S BEEN ARRESTED MULTIPLE TIMES, HE JUST GOT OUT ON BAIL FROM 51 DAYS IN PRISON, AND HE'S ON HOUSE ARREST AND CAN ONLY LEAVE FOR MEDICAL EMERGENCIES OR TO GO GET FOOD OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT. AND, I MEAN, it's IT'S THIRD WORLD COUNTRY STUFF THAT THEY'RE DOING. Yeah. And we had what one of the our
2: system? they got a lot.
1: We had one of our students from uh, Australia come, and this isn't all across Australia, but in certain provinces, they if you don't take the uh, vaccine, they literally will come in and take your children away from you. The state will take your children from yeah, you unless you follow their guidelines.
2: It's terrible. Isn't well, amazing. There's a little country east of here, 80 years ago or so, uh, or so that tried this stuff and it didn't work out well for anybody. Right. <laughs> that's
0: right. Um, that's amazing. Well, you know that Canada and Australia, they're they're God's uh, warning signs for us. It's like, uh, look out, sharp curve ahead. I mean, yeah. if we don't act now, if the church doesn't rise up right now and take control of this situation, we're just two steps away from Australia and Canada. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: We're right there. I mean, elections matter, and I think that it is God giving us an opportunity to rise back up and take this thing back. And maybe it takes getting your teeth knocked in a little bit. We're we're losing the country. People say, you know, you and David and Bob McEwen, and y'all are working tirelessly. We tell them, no, we're, we're exhausted. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're losing the country. And and if it's not worth people, you know, giving their 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 heart, their soul, their time, their resources, their their effort to tell people the truth about America and why so special and get your people out to vote 100%. When, when you, what are you waiting on? You know, what, what are they waiting on? I don't get it. I think now is the time.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, what do you, what do you see on the horizon for the midterm elections? Uh, polls are, uh, they're getting worse and worse for Joe Biden every day. Are, are we looking at a landslide coming up?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a huge deal. I mean, everywhere I've been, man, people are, they're ticked off. I think what we learned in Virginia too is there's a dormant voter and they're not liberal and they're not progressive and they're not Marxist, but nobody's talking to them. The political people think they can reach them. The truth is that low propensity voter, they don't vote three out of four times or four out of four. I don't even think they vote one out of four. I think they're showing up every fifth or sixth election But now those people are coming out and the candidates aren't talking about them because they're on nobody's list. But they're out there and they're watching this stuff and they're realizing this is nuts. This is insanity. Not on my watch. I'm not having it take place. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath for anybody that calls themselves a liberal. I think the media knows it. They're trying to warn them. Even CNN's talked about it. Uh, NBC's done all these things about Mm. their propensity to lose um i think god's people are rising up but i think just normal taxpaying americans are realizing this stuff's not normal so i think it is um look somebody in biden's family this just wrong it's just it's just wrong they want power so bad they're willing to let that guy get mistreated like this and the vice mm-hmm. president boy boy i she said something about the passage of time the other day and it, she said the passage of time four times and They sure can't replace him with her. I mean, her depth is is lacking. Um, And they're they're in a box. They wanted to win so bad they put somebody there that is clearly declining significantly. Um, Our governor said tonight, you know, I knew him when he was a nice guy. I don't know what happened to him. I'll tell you what happened. Is he's declined and he's surrounding himself with a lot yeah. of progressive twenty-something year olds that don't know what America is and why it's special and they don't know how to keep it, and it's
1: dangerous. It's dangerous what's going on. Yeah, he's yeah. being controlled. I don't think he is in control. It's a mess. Not, not a bit. A you I don't
0: know, it. So the the U.S. Senate just confirmed his nominee, a woman who doesn't know what a woman is, right? Yeah. WON'T EVEN SAY UNDER OATH THAT SHE CAN DEFINE WHAT A WOMAN IS. That is a FEW terrible. DAYS LATER, A HUNDRED, I CAN HARDLY SAY THIS, ANDREW, WITHOUT GETTING EMOTIONAL, BUT 115 BABIES ARE DISCOVERED IN MEDICAL WASTE OUTSIDE AN ABORTION MILL IN WASHINGTON, D.C. AND IF ANYBODY WANTS TO SEE THE PICTURES, YOU CAN GO LOOK AT OUR BLOG AND FIND A LINK FOR IT. SOME OF THOSE ARE SUPER LATE TERM. SUPER LATE TERM. YOU HAVE TO WONDER IF THEY WERE EVEN BORN ALIVE, MAYBE. Uh, REALLY, REALLY GRAPHIC. AND I JUST WANT TO SAY TO PEOPLE, uh, THE FOLKS THAT WATCH THIS PROGRAM, Y'ALL ARE PROBABLY VOTERS, BUT TALK TO YOUR FRIENDS, TALK TO YOUR RELATIVES. THIS IS WHAT'S ON THE LINE IS a, JUST A SATANIC uh, STUFF. IT'S JUST PURE FROM THE DEVIL. SO, uh, MAN, I DON'T, I MEAN, I DON'T KNOW uh, what, WHAT ELSE HAS TO BE SAID, BUT WE'VE GOT TO TURN BACK THIS COUNTRY. WE'VE GOT TO TAKE IT OVER.
1: AND THE NEWS MEDIA IS GUILTY FOR NOT JUMPING ON THOSE KIND OF THINGS. I MEAN, IF THAT HAD BEEN SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER THE REPUBLICANS THAT HAD DONE yeah. SOMETHING LIKE this they would have milked it for a year, yeah. and they've just basically swept it under the rug. Yeah. But they're beginning to be exposed the way that they swept the Hunter Biden thing under the rug, and now even they are having to admit that they squelched a story that had substance to it, and I think they're they're being exposed.
2: I think they are too. You know, that the new Supreme Court justice doesn't know what a woman is because she's not a biologist, and then at her hearing, and when she has her press conference, she's excited to be the first black woman. (laughs) That level of dishonesty and confusion is flat dangerous for the country.
1: How could she claim to be the first woman elected if she doesn't even
0: know what a woman is? That is just so hypocritical. Maybe they should impeach her right off for lying to Congress. You know, that's a good point right there. (laughs) Well.
2: Look, I think lots of people are rising up, though, y'all. I wish I could take you guys and your audience some of our trips Uh, next week i'll be in wisconsin and minnesota doing meetings i promise you there'll be people there that are just fired up what do we got to do and we're just trying to be a conduit we don't want to come do voter registration for them we sure want to give everybody the tools and the resource they need to get it done though because this is the time
1: i think people are motivated now and they just are saying what do we do and so i think faithwins.us it'd be a good place for people to go and see these videos to see how to do this, how to get people registered, how to become election watchers. And I think that'd be really good.
0: Well, Chad, we got a question here from a viewer who's wanting to talk about election integrity. And just if I could sum up everything they're saying, they're wondering why this issue doesn't seem to uh, nothing gets done on this. There seems to be increasing amounts of evidence of it more and more. But yet the politicians don't want to touch it. What's going on there?
2: I think they'd be surprised how much is going on. Uh, They need to go. There's a website called America First Policy Institute, AFPI. I'm a senior advisor to them, and they've got so many articles of stuff going on, but it's just like what Brother Andrew said, the media has been suppressing a lot of these stories. They don't get any national exposure. They don't get any any storytelling. The media is ignoring it and trying to cover it up. There is good stuff going on in a lot of states. Our organization is a part of cleaning up voter rolls in eight states right now, but no, no media. And look, I'm okay to stare on the radar. I, I don't I don't care. You know, I got to raise money and all that. I got to let our people know, but I'm okay to not broadcast. But we've got normal folks, pastors, people in Sunday school classes that are working right now to clean voter rolls in eight states. And I bet you could almost name them. So you may not see what's going on, but there is some good stuff happening.
1: And I believe that that question is indicative of one of the big problems, and that is that the average Christian doesn't know where to go to get this good information. They are listening to the secular, liberal media that is presenting everything bad, sweeping things under the carpet, exposing things that don't need to be exposed. And I tell you, it would be wonderful if we just really had a source to go to.
0: Well, we've got, not to self-promote, but we've got a 24-7 news feed right on TruthAndLiberty.net uh we we've also got uh you know our resources page and and uh all those kinds of things so folks you you need to start listening to the caleb and joshua not the ten spies
1: and even fox news you know has been compromised to a degree i'm they're still better than the others but uh man they've hired some people that i guarantee their agenda isn't to exalt god or conservative views
0: Well, I I just want to touch on election integrity one more time with you, brother. I uh, out there in Mesa County, you've got Republican county commissioners, a Republican district attorney, um, and they're the ones that are going after the Republican county clerk that exposed this vote tampering. What's going on inside the Republican Party on this issue? Are are Republicans scared of it? Or are there those out there that have a vested interest in the way things are set up now? What's going on? Can you comment on that?
2: I don't, I don't know about your particular state. I know that some states are really good at it. Some states are really bad at it. And there's no question that the party makeup does have something to do with it. I don't know that particular the ins and outs there in your Mm -hmm. state. I've heard about it, but I don't know the details on it. I think it depends on the state. When we got to Virginia, we were amazed at how little the party had done. Uh, and they've been through a lot of chairman and all that stuff. It was a blue state, yada, yada, but they just weren't prepared even for election watchers. So I'm not surprised that there's disarray in that It it is going to take. Um, what Reagan said, if we can't make them see the light, we better make them feel the heat. And so <laughs> that is what I think we've got to spend a lot of time doing is get our people on the phone. Uh, listen. Five, 10, 25 phone calls to elected officials. I have I'm done this in Christian schools. I've done it at churches. We called legislators. We took Sunday night and Wednesday night. We told them this is not political. We're going to put a phone number up here. I've, I've written scripts. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Representative, we are watching your vote on this. We are disappointed that you're not part of the truth telling. Please please adhere to what you said you were about when you ran for this office we are watching i've even had pastors say look we'll call you and your wife at home tonight but i'm calling your cell phone in your office because we're going to be nice but i've got 500 people in my church and if we don't hear from you about how you're going to do this right we're going to call we're going to all call i'm going to have everybody in my church call they don't know we're out there, y'all. We got to let them know we are here and we care. I'd organize a phone call session on them, Richard. I really would. Mm-hmm. So you get know, Mark Power
0: so, to do it. In church. Get Mark Cowart to do it. <laughs> something else people need to be doing right now is all those conservatives that got elected to school board last fall, you need to pick up the phone or the get on your computer and email them, contact them, and let them know how thankful you are for their service because they're getting beat up real bad by the... Uh, hardcore Marxist left are going to all these school board meetings and harassing them and threatening them and stuff like that. So uh, we need to support folks that are in office once we get them there, don't we?
1: No doubt. Yeah, we had Tim Barton and David Barton say that one of the biggest complaints of conservatives is that even when the people turn out and get them elected, then when they get elected, they don't hear from them, but they hear from every uh, liberal that is attacking them. And so Mm -hmm. they feel abandoned. Mm -hmm. We need to support them. Amen. Chad, we're just about out of time. We only got a minute and 30 seconds. Would you once again give your website and tell people what you need, how they could get involved and benefit from that?
2: Well, first, I'll tell you all thank you and your heroes, and I appreciate what you all do. But our website's faithwins.us, F-A-I-T-H-W-I-N-S.us, faithwins.us. We got videos, we got resources, and we will have on there all of our David Barton American Restoration Tour dates. From may throughout the rest of the year please come out bring your pastor bring the skeptics in your family or your church so they hear the truth they, i'm telling you what they'll get fired up and they'll want to be a part of something too but faithwinds.us, come be a part of
1: it well chad thank you man you're an encourager yeah. you're like a cheerleader i'm all ready to go out and fight and thanks all of you for watching thank to ctn for carrying this on their network and sharing this and we do this every Monday night at 6 p.m. We have on different guests, and we've had on David and Tim Barton, and Glenn Beck, and Governor Huckabee, and Chad Connolly. And I mean, we have all of the heavyweights on here, and it'll be a real blessing. Also, we've got archives. You can go to truthandliberty.net and you can watch the archives. But thank you for watching. Make sure that you join us again. Next week, and praise God, we are making a difference through our stand, so don't give up. Be encouraged. Keep going. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Good night. Join us next
0: time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.